This weekend, the Lutheran Church, not just here in Cincinnati, but really across the world, we take a moment and give thanks for the Reformation. It is a day that we give thanks for God's overflowing and abundant grace. In fact, we might just say it's all about grace. Our lives begin with God's grace, our lives will end with God's grace, and we know that this grace from God will never let us go. So people of God, it's all about God's grace, but let me share with you why I say that. In October of 2018, Steve and I boarded a plane with our dear friends Mark and Anne, and we flew to Berlin, Germany, to begin a 14-day tour of the sites of Germany, which are connected to Martin Luther's life. We visited Wittenberg, Eisleben, Augsburg, Erfurt, Worms, the Wartburg Castle, and Eisenach. And each site we visited helped me to understand Luther's story more fully. But what I had not thought about before traveling to these sites was how the artwork that we would see would convey the important truths to which Luther, uh, of Luther's theological understanding. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we are all justified by God's grace, and this is a gift to us because of Jesus Christ. This theme of grace, as well as others, we could see in the artwork. And take, for instance, the Luther rose, and we actually have one in the back in the carpet area of the sanctuary. But that rose we saw over and over again in many different forms and fashions. And often around the outside of the rose were these phrases, um, by grace alone, by uh, faith alone, and by God's word alone. Or take, for instance, the um, paintings done by Lucas Cranach. He's a, known as a great German artist, and he chronicled the Reformation through his work because, number one, he was a friend to Martin Luther, number two, he was the court painter for Frederick the Wise, and number three, he lived in Wittenberg. But anyway, his paintings often communicated for the people who were looking at them, where they could encounter God's grace, such as in baptism, in communion, in the preaching of the word, so you would see Luther in a pulpit, um, through the body of Christ, the people of God. He chronicled that so they would be reminded day in and day out that it was all about God's grace, God's unconditional love. And that became a very powerful thing for me to see how much people were trying to remind folks that it's all about God's grace each and every day. Now, if you're a little bored this week, perhaps you might want to Google Lucas Cranach and the altarpiece at the church in Wittenberg, the city church in Wittenberg, and you'll see this very famous painting which shows God's grace coming to people in baptism and in communion and through the preaching of the word. However, you might just wonder, I know we maybe have said this before, but you, we might just wonder, why was God's grace, why was God's unconditional love so important to Martin Luther? Well, Luther's story tells us it's because he struggled. He struggled with his own sinfulness. He struggled with his own brokenness. He struggled with his own imperfections. And that was early in his life as when he was a monk. And even at later times, he came back to it again. 
And here is what we know. It was through the study of God's word, through the study of scripture, that God's grace and love became clearer and clearer to Martin Luther. Take, for instance, the passage from Jeremiah's book of Consolation, where we re- which we just read, where God promises to make a new covenant with God's people. I think when Luther read it for the first time, he must have felt like a huge burden was lifted from his body, and he could stand up straight again, and he could breathe because those words washed over him. God said, according to that passage, I'm going to write my law on their hearts, and I'm going to remember their sin no more. Does that sound like God's grace to you? Yeah, God's grace. And what God is promising here is God will change us, as, and God was promising Luther, that he would change them from the inside out. God is promising to wipe away um, our sin from God's memory. And God is promising to change our very hearts so we can respond to God's will, so we can reflect God's will to the world. In this passage, like uh, in this passage and like the other ones we read today, they began to convince Luther of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's grace alone which can save us and make us right in God's eyes, not anything we would do or could do. It was passages like these which helped him to see that God was chiefly known by God's steadfast love and mercy. It was passages like these that reminded Luther that he was a beloved child of God and God does not demand our perfection, which is impossible for us, but really demands or invites our daily willingness to follow Jesus and to do God's will in the world because it's written on our hearts. Father Gregory Boyle likes to say this about God's ways. Sometimes God finds it necessary to reteach someone their loveliness. Through God's living word found in scripture, Luther came to know and experience the love and grace of God for himself. Luther came to know Jesus not as a condemning judge who was pointing his finger at him and blaming him all the time and as someone he felt like he could never please, but he experienced Jesus as the one who loved and forgave him so he could be free. He experienced Jesus who gave it all so he could be free. It was through the scriptures Luther discovered God's unconditional love, God's grace, and really discovered his own loveliness in God's eyes. And this love, it set him free. And we might just say, the rest is history. Well, this weekend at Good Shepherd, we are recalling and we are celebrating God's grace. First, we are celebrating God's grace in actions because 11 young men and women will be affirming their faith and their trust in God's grace, which they received in baptism. They are affirming that they want to continue in a relationship with God who wrote on their hearts. And through this rite of confirmation, they're saying, I want to imitate Jesus, the actions of Jesus, who reflected God's amazing love to the world. 
We are grateful as a community that God's grace and love have impacted their lives and has encouraged them to continue their faith journey. And this weekend, we are celebrating that God's grace frees us to be disciples of Jesus and to live, as Pastor Alex likes to say, clear reflections of Jesus in the world. Have you ever seen the Academy Award-winning movie, The Mission? Well, let me set a scene for you. The film is set in 1740 and involves a Spanish Jesuit priest named Father Gabriel, 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 who enters the northeastern Argentina and the western Paraguayan jungle to build a mission statement and convert the Guarani community to Christianity. The uh, Guarani community are not initially receptive to Christianity or outsiders in general. So when that first person comes to them, they tie the priest to a wooden cross and send him over the Iguazu Falls. And I just want to invite you to think Niagara Falls. So you get the picture, you get the picture. Well, Father Gabriel travels to the falls later and climbs to the top and plays his oboe and the Guarani warriors, captivated by the music, allow him to live. Well, the other main character in the movie is a mercenary and a slave trader, Rodrigo Mendoza, who makes his living kidnapping indigenous people such as the Guarani and selling them as slaves to nearby plantations, including the plantation of the Spanish governor, Well, after returning from another kidnapping trip, Mendoza is told by his assumed fiance, Carlotta, that she loves his younger half-brother, Philippe, and Mendoza later finds them together. And in a fit of rage, he kills him in a duel. Although he is acquitted for this killing by the Spanish governor, Mendoza spirals into a deep depression. Father Gabriel visits, and challenges Mendoza to undertake some actions to amend for what has happened. So Mendoza accompanies the Jesuits on their return return journey to the Guarani mission station, dragging a heavy bundle containing his mercenary gear and his armor and his sword, all the while climbing up these very steep waterfalls. Well, when they reach the top of the falls, After a lot of struggle, the Guarani recognized Mendoza because he had been there before in their village and had taken some of their people. But instead of killing him, the natives embrace him, the people embrace him, this tearful Mendoza, and cut away his heavy burden and his bundle, and it goes tumbling down the falls and it is washed away forever. Mendoza just cries and laughs at the same time but because he has received such grace and such forgiveness. And then he lives the rest of his life working with and defending the Guarani people. The grace and love these people gave to Mendoza set him free. And once again, it becomes this great image that it is all about God's grace, about how grace can transform people. 
Well, the gospel lesson from John reminds us that like Luther, that like Mendoza, we have been set free and we are free indeed. And certainly today we celebrate that we are free from sin, that we are free from death, and that we will be with God forever. But the other question that seems to bubble up because of this is now that we are free, what are we free to do? If we spend some time thinking about this, we might just realize that we're not really encouraged to think about that too much, maybe in the church. Do we dwell on that question? Do we kick it around? Do we kind of say, hmm, I wonder what God has freed me to do today? I think instead we've been taught to be a little fearful and a little concerned that whatever we do, we got to get it just right. Have you ever been to a piano recital where a student plays their piece and their main concern is to play each note? Each note. And their playing is tentative because they can't get past the fear that they just might make a mistake. And the student doesn't seem free to enjoy uh, what they are doing. I think that's something like for us sometimes, are we free to enjoy what God has called us to do? I think on this Reformation Day, God is inviting us to consider with great joy what we will do now that we know that we are free. What will we do now that we know we are free because we are disciples of Jesus? Mendoza, he served those people for the rest of his life. And Luther, well, we know that he preached about grace, God's grace and love coming to us in many ways his whole life until the day he died. The freedom given to us in Christ in God's grace invites us really to get up from our seats and do something in this great adventure of faith. We don't want to be in fear of failure when we're trying to follow Jesus. We want to go forward. So I hope, <clears throat> as the disciples of Jesus, <clears throat> we will feel free to share God's grace and love in all sorts of ways, big and small, each and every day, knowing that we maybe will not do it perfectly, but we're trying, we're, we want to try to share that love. And that we, do, we go forth and do so because we follow Jesus and maybe right now you're feeling a little freed by God, and maybe because you're freed you're saying, hey, I can follow Jesus, and one thing I can do is help with Kids Connect. That's something where we need some help right now, but maybe you're freed to do that. Don't have to sign up for five months, but Jen Jarman would appreciate a couple weeks. Jen Jarman would appreciate a couple weeks. And maybe right now, you might want to mark your calendar for Christmas Eve. And the reason I say that is we believe that we'll have more people this year than last year and we'll need lots of people to help us with hospitality. Maybe God has freed you to do that. That's a way to respond to that grace. Well, God's grace has freed us. And God's grace has freed us to put our faith into action. And God's grace has freed us to be light in the world and God's grace has freed us to act with just and mercy. And God's grace has freed us to be a blessing. Yes, as disciples of God, we are freed for all these things today.
because that grace has been given to us freely because of Christ. Amen.